Hey, welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Today, we are talking about sex, and Brad and I are talking about our sex life. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but based on your questions coming from Instagram, it's what people wanted to know about. And I mean, I don't know why that's interesting, but apparently it's fascinating because I literally received hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions about this subject. And honestly, I don't think it's like there's this fascination with Brett and I. What I think is going on here is that a lot of people struggle with this part of their relationship, and they think it could be better, or they wonder, is this normal, or is this just a phase where things different, or are things going to be improved when our kids are out of the house, or when our kids are grown, or after fill in the blank. I mean, obviously, we're not sex experts. Clearly, what works for us might not work for somebody else, but I do think it is important to share some of the practices, some of the habits that we have, because we do have a really, really great relationship, and a big piece of that is not only our sexual intimacy, but also our emotional intimacy. So even though we don't talk a lot about the emotional intimacy that we have between the two of us, after recording this with Brett, I realized that should probably come first. So if you haven't listened to that episode, we've done a few on emotional intimacy, and I think that's something to revisit if you just don't feel connected to your partner. Because if you don't feel connected to them, then sex is just going to be a struggle. It's going to be an issue. Also, obviously, this is an adult episode, so if you've got little ones, this is not one to listen to with the kids. It's definitely one I don't want my kids to listen to because... I don't know, hashtag that's weird. I definitely don't want my parents to listen. Mom and dad, I mean, they don't listen to my podcast that often anyways, but I really don't want you to listen to this one. I'm just, I would be blushing to think that my parents are listening to it. I know this is all very natural and normal and healthy, but it's still a little bit weird to like talk about these things with your parents or your own kids. I mean, it's not weird to talk about sex with my kids, but like, it's weird to talk about sex between Brett and I with our kids. Like that's, no, mm, not going to happen. So this is your chance to hop out. I'm pretty excited to share with you that our show sponsor today is the place where I had my brain scanned. Brett had his brain scanned. It's the place where my father was went to get diagnosed for ADHD. It's where I got my ADHD diagnosis, and that is the Amen Clinics. And I went to them and said, guys, I'm constantly being asked about getting a proper diagnosis for ADHD or Alzheimer's, autism, depression, anxiety. I mean, the Amen Clinics, they are the brain experts, and they were happy to become sponsors of the show. So the good news is they have clinics around the country, and you're going to get 10% off of your evaluation when you use the promo code SHALENE10. The Amen Clinics was founded by my friend, Dr. Daniel Amen, who's a regular guest of The Shaleen Show. He's a renowned psychiatrist. He's a neuroscientist. And in addition to being the founder, he is one of the people who's leading the cause when it comes to changing the way we look at mental health issues and trying to get the industry to start using imaging, where we're actually looking at the brain as opposed to asking a bunch of questions, which you know, can vary depending on who's asking the questions and how they're being answered. Like they literally look at the organ, your brain. It's so fascinating, you guys. It is so fascinating to see your brain, to see how it works when you're at rest, to see how your brain works when you're having to concentrate, 
to see if you have brain damage. I mean, so many people have an injury, a brain injury from early childhood accident, like maybe a car accident or that time you fell down the steps. And these things can impact your mood, anger, ADHD. They affect so many things, irritability, lack of focus. And seeing that type of brain injury is not going to show up by just simply asking someone a bunch of questions. So I encourage you, if you're really serious about your brain health, or if you just really want to get some answers, get an evaluation, get a brain spec. Go to amenclinics.com forward slash Shaleen. And again, don't forget to tell them or to enter the promo code Shaleen10 for 10% off your evaluation. Brett and I are here answering your questions. This is an episode which needs an adult content warning. Brett, is there anyone you don't want listening to the show? Our kids, our parents, <laughs> anybody that doesn't want to listen to... Yeah, it might be TMI for some people. And to those people who are like, you just, you know, maybe are uncomfortable with these kinds of things, this just might not be your episode because we're going to go there. Are you ready, honey? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you You and and me. me. Okay, let's go. All right, here we go. First question is, Shalene. You and Brett say you have sex five to six times a week. I mean, we that's an average. I mean, there are times when we don't. You know, there, we've gone weeks without it. It's just kind of an average. Anyways, the question is, who initiates? We both do. I mean, I would think that it's very mutual. It's very... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we typically play around all day. So it's, you know... Yeah, it's, we kind it's of kind, like... It's kind of hard to tell, like, who does initiating. Because I think this person sex life is basically if they're married or whatever whoever's asking this question is like oh when you get into bed like who starts it like okay but there was a period of time when i remember we actually i I even brought this up in therapy because i felt like we were gonna have sex every night but i felt like i was the person who always had to initiate and all of a sudden like it just dawned on me i'm like wait a second for the last like 10 years i'm always the one that like goes over to your side and i don't know if that's initiating or whatever but and then we talked about it in therapy, and I, I don't remember even, like, why was that going on? I don't know. I don't know, but like you it was said. Like it's just a habit. I think it was just a habit. It was just like, you know, when you get into a car, you get into a car the same way when you yeah. open up. I think it was just one of those things where it was just like, we always played on my fe- side of the field. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember being, like, kind of resentful of it and also playing games where I would get in bed and, and think we both had this understanding that we were going to have sex that night or whatever. But then I'd be like mad in my head with the lights off. And I would just like lay there with my hands across my chest. Like, you know, you do when you're in a coffin and just lay there thinking, if I don't do anything, if I don't go over to visit his side, is this even going to happen? And then we talked about it with therapists. And then after that, then we just, it was never an issue. So that's one thing I, cause a lot of people asked also questions about communication Sometimes it's uncomfortable to bring these things up with your partner. It's almost a little bit easier to do with a therapist. Next question. How do I tell my husband that I want to have more sex? Do you want to take that one? You no. look so shocked. Take your like advice, Brett Johnson, out of it for a second. And just imagine, as a man, what would you want to hear that would make... Because I think if... She goes to him and says, I think it would help our relationship. You know, I don't feel like you're attracted to me or whatever. That might feel a little 
bit like pressure or like he's done something wrong? She should compliment him. She should say that I'm so attracted to you. Just like when we first met, I think that... I think about you all the time. I think about you all the time. Maybe start sending, maybe just give him some like flirty type things during the day. We did have one friend who her husband just would never have sex with her. I mean, when I say never, like it was very infrequent. It got to like once a week and then it went to once a month and she wanted it, but he never did. And that went on for years and years and years and they never addressed it in therapy. I think it's really important that you do not sweep that under the rug. First of all, there may be a physical reason. There may be something going on that he's embarrassed of and you can open up that conversation and help him to feel much more at ease about it. There may be something psychological going on. Sometimes one in six men, is it one in six? Yeah, one in six men have been the victim or survivors, I should say, of childhood sexual abuse. And those things can start to surface in a person's mind when they're sometimes in their 40s. And that could really have an impact, don't you think, honey? Oh, yeah, 100%. So if it's something that is not a physical attraction thing, then you should seek, you know, some therapy. Mm -hmm. But it could just be that your partner doesn't feel attractive or doesn't feel that you think that they're attractive. And I think that would help. So I think that might be the first step. And then second step is, you know, therapy. Next question. Sex. My husband is almost 50. I'm 38, but I'm in menopause. And our sex life is dying because I lack the drive. Okay. So girlfriend, hopefully you listened to my previous episode that I did last week with Dr. Kelly Casperson. And I'm going to have her back on the show specifically to talk about sex. But one thing that she mentioned in that episode and many experts on the show have mentioned is that you can't blame yourself. That's not just aging, that's hormones. And you have got to take control of that. You need a certain level of testosterone in order to have sex drive. You need a certain amount of testosterone and estrogen in order to be lubricated and to feel sexual towards your partner. And so if those things aren't happening, then you've got to get your hormones balanced because it's a really important part of your overall health. I mean, people live longer who have a healthy sex life. Facts. (laughs) Okay, here's another one. How is it you have sex that many times per week? Again, I don't want to sound like we're freaks. Sometimes we have it five times a week. Sometimes it's six times. And again, there's been weeks. We Sometimes it's like we've gone a week. Two or three. Or, yeah. Anyways, what would you do if your partner made up excuses? So this person isn't having sex. They're trying to figure out like, okay. Maybe their partner's like, I'm tired or I hurt my back. I got to wake up early. If I was saying that like every night, what would happen? I would be like, okay, then we're going to do this earlier. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's always a way. I mean, I, I'm not professional, so I can't really answer this question because I never had that. We never had that problem. I would say that you need to talk about it. Yeah, that sounds like a therapy thing to me. You know, your first step is just have an honest conversation and say it can feel like rejection. rejection. Yeah. yeah. It can feel like rejection. It can feel like rejection. Is there something else bothering you? Is there something else that I should know about? Would it be more beneficial if we did it earlier? Or could I help you at night? Maybe they're exhausted. Maybe they are tired. I'm like, can I help you at night? Would that help? 
Yeah. Like, I don't know their nightly routine, but I mean, come on. Or maybe they want it in the morning. If it's done properly, it's a 10-minute... If it's done properly? Yeah. Again, we're not sex experts either. We're just sharing our own yeah, I mean, personal like- experience. We are definitely not sex experts, that's for sure. So this is one for me. Were you worried about what Brett would think about your scars and burns after your surgery disaster? Very much so. A thousand percent. So a couple of things. Number one, Brett has a queasy stomach. He's never liked to see anything that's just like a little bit gross or gory or medical. Like, I mean, when I gave birth, Brock was C-section. I think you almost passed out. Oh, that was... That threw him for a real loop. I didn't know they were going to stick all your guts out on a table to pull the kid out. I should have been prepped. I get a pass on that one. Okay. Because I should have been prepped before I went in there. I did not know what was going to happen there. Am not- I accurate in how I've described how you feel about, like... I'm not so so much with you. But there's times where I'll say, like, can I show you this? And you'd be like, no, 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 I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. I'm not talking about with the surgery, but I'm, like, with other things. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like... What have you ever said? I don't know, but I just... I know you're... Or, like, if I try to show you, like, pictures of some of the other victims. You're like, I don't, I don't want to see, see it. I don't need to see that. And also, I don't want that to be stuck in his head. That's not sexy. There's a whole bunch of reasons why I was worried about him seeing my scars and burns. It's like, even when we're going on date night, I don't like him to come upstairs in the bedroom while I'm getting ready. I want to be like, here I am. Like, I don't need him to see the magic happening. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a, whole, there's a whole operation. There's like smoke and mirrors going on upstairs. I just like to show up and go like, da-da. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know he knows I do all those things, but I like to appear after the process is complete, if you will. And so with regard to my surgery, I knew that it would be very distracting for him to think about how painful it was or to like look at incisions. And so, yeah, I was worried about it. And yeah, it affected our sex in that I was very careful to make sure he didn't see any of those things. Wouldn't you agree? Like, I I just recently showed you. I don't even know if you've looked. You haven't even seen my tummy incisions. I mean, you haven't seen any of my things really up close. Not up close. No. I mean, he's been up close to me, but with the lights off, without being like, I don't know, giving out too much information. But, like, I've just done a good job of, like, you know, having the lights off and just making sure that he didn't have to see my scars up close or my incisions or any of those things because I also didn't want him like worrying about me or thinking about my trauma when we're trying to connect physically with each other. And that's just me. When is your preferred time to be physical, Brett Johnson? Evening. Yeah, I I don't care for it in the morning, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, very rarely happens. Very rarely for us. Yeah. And thankfully, we're both on that same page. Yeah. Because I mean, I have girlfriends who are like, oh my gosh, no, for sure, morning. Oh, really? Yeah. No, evening. Uh, mornings take too long. Like, mornings for coffee. Mornings are for coffee. <laughs> Brett, when you met Shalene, did she fit your, quote, type? Or was she unique? No, type. <gasps> I wasn't unique? Well, they're, they're throwing that in there. You were different in terms of... So what was your type? Petite. Petite, short. Positive. Positive. Yeah, I mean... You always did a cute girls. Yeah. You were definitely not my type. Yeah, I know that. You've told me about that. That means (laughs) means nothing to me. 
Because I'm your type now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so that was interesting because I was like, I mean, when I saw you, I thought, oh, he's really good looking. Wow, he's good looking. I've never seen anyone that looks like that before because I hadn't, I don't know what it was, but for a lot of things were not, like I dated guys who were too much like me, who were like super funny and would want to debate you and you were just like more chill and I was the funny one. Now you're funny, but I had to teach you how to be funny. I've always been funny. Mm-hmm. Next question. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we are going there right now. I love how these questions, I don't know any of these questions. Well, I'm just reading them right now. Okay. This one's really, we're going there. You ready? Yeah. Okay. You're going to answer this one? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you just, we just read it. Who is most likely to bring toys into the bedroom? You. <gasps> That's a lie. That's all. That's you. a lie. Why would you lie in my podcast? I can absolutely pull up text lie. messages. Oh my God, Brett Johnson. The, but just be honest. It's you. It's all me. <laughs> everything, that's, everything that's freaky and kinky is all Brett Johnson. Oh my gosh. But, oh. but I have a willing partner. How do you make sex a priority when you're very busy and you have a very full life and you're tired? It's like anything else in life. You have to make a priority. You have to choose what is important to you. Physical intimacy in your relationship is very important. I agree. Make it a priority. Yeah. I I find it weird when people say like we're scheduled to have it or something like that. But but like that's something that people do. Mm -hmm. And if that's what it takes... Then do it, but it's important and it needs to be... needs to be done. It needs to be done. Yeah, you know, I think part of the reason why many women, maybe men too, I think one of the reasons why women often say that they're tired and more often than not, it seems like I hear this from women, it could be my audience, but if sex is something that you feel like you have to do at the end of the day, I've had those days where it's like I am absolutely exhausted And it's been an emotional day. It's been a hard day. And we haven't been flirtatious with each other. It's like we're just connecting now because we're in the bed together. And it's like that would feel like a chore. And that's a time when we probably wouldn't have sex. Correct. One of the reasons why it works for us and always has is because we have always, like we've always been very flirtatious with each other. And we think of sex as something that we lead up to all day long. If I had to give you one secret to the reason why we have always been connected in this way, it's because from the you know start of our marriage, we have always thought and acted in a way where from the moment we woke up, we're flirting showing each other affection and that we're attracted to each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm very attracted to you. Thank and, you. And I think most couples are attracted to each other. But what happens is, is time goes by and you stop those compliments and you stop initiating things and you stop, you know, like just even like in the morning, like, you know, just saying like you're hot or, or a hug or a kiss mm-hmm. or... I love you or just, just, you know, some kind of physical intimacy, even without having sex, Yeah, you know, throughout the day. It makes it something that you begin to build desire for from the moment your day starts. Like, okay, again, this is going to be a lot of personal information, but we had sex last night. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and then this morning, the very first thing you said was like, I can't wait till tonight. And I was like, dude, I haven't even brushed my teeth yet or like comb my hair. But you start like right away in the morning, like being flirtatious and showing me that you're attracted to me. And then when I reciprocate, it kind of intensifies. It's just, it's a normal day today. And you've, we just like, we hug each other and we rub each other and we say things to each other. We work out together. We work out together. And I, you know, compliment him and he compliments me. And I mean, we probably give each other 10 or 20 compliments a day. Yep. And then we're physical, like hugging and holding hands and touching. You might not have that right now in your relationship, but it takes one partner to instigate and to continue and continue and continue. And your partner will begin to reciprocate. It might not be immediately. And you might have to be the person who initiates that kind of dialogue and conversation. But if you're genuinely flirtatious with your partner, just using language that's enticing, I think you'd find it pretty easy, I should say, to get in the mood when it's bedtime, as opposed to like, okay, lights are out, kids are in bed, now there's just one more thing I have to do. Like, that's not yeah, fun. Yeah. That's not fun at all. I mean, it's got to be something that you're mutually excited about. Wow. Okay, this one's a lot, and it's for you. Are you ready? Ask him what it is men find sexually gratifying. I mean, for me, I guess. it's sure. nails done, pedicure done. Yeah. You always wear like a nice nighty to bed, so it's like all the all the things. Loves I like my, my long, I like nails. my wife looking like a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like my wife to identify as a woman <laughs> that gets her nails done, gets her feet done, and she's not doing it just for herself. She's I know she's totally. doing it for me too. Yeah, yeah. Because there's times where I'm like, I'm so sick of all these appointments. I'm gonna just go with short nails. How do you feel about that? And you're like. I mean, you're, you're so accepting of anything I want to do, but when I told you I want to, like, not have nails, you were like, hmm. No, that's not, gonna, that's not flying. That's not fun? That's not going to fly. Okay. And I don't mind because it's... Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's just me. I mean, other guys are like, no, I, I want my wife or my spouse you know, my partner to be no makeup. And and that's what I find. Sure. Some like, guys find nails a t- total turnoff. Yeah. So the- Brett hates white oh nail polish white nail. with a T. I love white nail polish. I think it looks so good. He hates it so much. It's horrible. I might as well like have my whole body covered in hair if I painted my What's nails like, white. Why would you get your nails painted white? It's a style. I no, think it's it looks not. Great. It's so bad. It looks so dirty. No, I think it makes it looks like tan. you just put like you, you. It looks like you just put on like white out. You went in your drawer and got some white out. I like it, but I, I don't do it because I know you don't like it. While Bob was living with you, did it have an impact on your sex life? My mother in law has been living with me for ten years. Help. No, he went to bed. He was in his own room. He was in... So I remember the first couple of nights we were like, shh, quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we locked the door because we didn't want, like, you know, wandering around. Bob wandering in. We didn't know yet, but no. Once we figured out, like, oh, no, he's just... He's any out. other kid, he's out. I think it was also pretty important because when things were really, really stressful and intense and emotional... That was the thing we looked forward to every single day. 
Correct. Kind of like when our kids were little, it's like, okay, the kids are down and now we have our time. And it's, you know, if you look at the science behind having sex, it is such a powerful release. It is so good for your health. It is so good for your vitality. I mean, it's just good for you. There's nothing, there's absolutely, find a study that says sex is bad for you. Find it. I don't think there is one. I mean, most experts will say, are you stressed? You have a headache, have sex. Mm. I mean, if you have a partner, just go, like, go find it. But, you know. Go find it. Have you ever dealt with obligatory sex in your marriage or shame? What the hell does that mean? Obligatory sex, I know what that means. What does that mean? It means you feel like you have to. No. Uh, That you have to have sex? I'm going to answer that. Because I think a man's sex drive is much higher. Like he has a physical need for that. And there were times where like, especially when the kids were young, where I didn't have the physical desire as much as I needed the emotional connection. And I always felt closer to you emotionally after we had sex. Okay. I think, you know, in talking to my girlfriends, not all women know how to have an orgasm. And I think that's really important. And there's a great book I want to recommend. So if you don't know how to have an orgasm, if you don't understand your female anatomy, there's a great book that is called Come As You Are. And it is <laughs> it is so good. It's an audible book and it's funny and it's really well written. And you know, the first couple of chapters are kind of like, I don't know, about anatomy. But after that, it's so helpful to understand. And I think I think more women would have higher sex drive if, if they knew what it took to have an orgasm. You know, a lot of women don't have orgasms. Really? Oh yes. Okay. Some women rarely have an orgasm. You know, so anyways, when there were periods of time when things were difficult between us, after the gambling or or maybe before I realized that was going on and things were like there was tension. Tension us. is yeah. And so I might not have had the like the sexual desire, like, you know, oh gosh, I have to have sex. But what I did have was a desire to feel close to you. Uh-huh. So I, I wouldn't call that. it like I felt like I was obligated to do it for you, but I felt like it was an it was obligation help. to help our marriage. Yeah, got yeah. it. I got it. Ooh, this is a good one. Do you take a shower before you have sex? I shower like 15 times a day. So the chances of me showering within an hour or two of sex is probably pretty good. Yes. And I don't shower as much. <laughs> this man showers. It's ridiculous. He wakes up. He takes a shower. We go to the gym. He comes home. He takes another shower. He runs some errands. He comes home. He takes another shower. The man is clean. His wife, not so much. Girlfriend wakes up, puts on her makeup. <laughs> might not. I might not take a shower until just before bed. I mean, most days I do take a shower, obviously. On the weekends, like let's say, whatever, I wake up, I work out. I'm not going to lie. I'll live in my workout clothes for another seven hours. I'll marinate. And then before we go to bed, you always say, Go jump in the shower. Yep. He says, Why don't you go take a shower? He'll, and he'll say, How about I pour you a glass of wine and you, you take a shower? I know what that means. <laughs> I know exactly what that means. Was sex ever not so great between the two of you? Not for me. your face is so funny I think it's always been good but I feel like every year it's gotten better I think it's gotten better yeah like it's gotten super fun oh yeah I don't know why why has it gotten super fun 
You're freaky. That's no, why. that's not true. Don't say that. <laughs> I need people to think highly of me. You need your pod squad thinking that you're a delicate little flower? Yeah, just pure. <laughs> hmm. Does your ADHD ever affect you while having sex? That's an interesting question because I've heard this come up a lot with people who have ADHD that they they can't focus. And that would be really, because you do need to be focused when you're having sex. I would say, you know what, come to think of it, there's been a few times, and you would probably agree, where I've said, I can't tonight because I've got, my brain is so, like, oh, yeah, everywhere. 100%. Pretty rare. I'm trying to think of an example. Where I'm on a rabbit hole, and I'm in research mode, and it's something like kind of, I don't know, like, for example, the stuff that's going on with my plastic surgeon, there were probably a few nights where it's like I was, you know, just got off the phone with a victim and I'm... And I'm ready to go to bed. It's late. I, I just go upstairs and go to bed and you stay down and do the rabbit hole thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that happens. How do you keep things interesting after so many years in the bedroom? I would say that we change it up a lot. Like we don't, it's not always in the bedroom. It's in different places. And different places. Different positions. Just different stuff. Toys. Yeah, yeah just introduce Vacations. All. Vacations are always... Lingerie. Yep. Dirty talk. Foreplay. Yeah, so... My gosh, I hope my kids and my parents aren't <laughs> listening to this. I'll just crazy. die. <laughs> They're not listening. There's no way. Oh, wow. Here we go. Okay, you ready? Yep. <laughs> Why are these so funny to me? Since you have sex so much, which again, I don't know if it's that much, but how long is your average session? It depends. Well, it, give us an average. I would say 15 minutes, 20 minutes, minutes. 15 20? to 20. No way, honey. Our average is like five. No, not from, like, not from start to finish. Yeah, probably 10. 10 to 15, 20 minutes, yeah. Last night was 20. I know, last night was a little bit lo- longer. I don't know, I don't time it. I don't have like... A, anyway, t- but sometimes it's five minutes. Yeah. I mean, if it's been going on all day, it's not going to... Yeah, so that's the thing. On behalf of my girlfriends, I don't know if this is true for men. You'll have to tell me. In fact, I'm going to ask you here right now. Ask me I don't the question, the would guys prefer it to be longer or shorter? I mean, 10, 15 minutes is fine. Because I think women would probably prefer it to be shorter. But as long as you Get your, are satisfied. That's right. Yes. Okay. For that reason, ladies, if you would like your sessions to be shorter. Now, you know, I've got a good friend who I will remain nameless. But she says their sessions are like 45 minutes to an hour. Because I'm like, 45 minutes? I'm tired. Are you kidding? That's too much. No way. I'm tapping out. (laughs) I don't have, my ADHD could not stay focused for 45 minutes. I don't care how good it is. Ladies, here's my tip for you. If you want the session to be shorter, then you've got to, before it even starts, he needs to be so revved up. And the way that happens is by, you start being sexual and being attracted to him and the physical touch and flirtatious, flirtatious, and so- all those things first thing in the morning and all day long and have it intensify. Like just say things that you're like, you know, your mother would be so ashamed of you <laughs> 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 because it'll speed up the process. I'm telling you. 
Like sometimes the things that come out of my mouth, I'm like, I can't even believe I just said that, but I'm just trying to get you excited. But you know, a lot of times too, when people ask that question is because I think because the girl in the relationship Mm -hmm. takes a little bit longer to... Really? No, I think it's the guy that's taken longer. Really? That's, that would be my guess. Hmm. Again, we are not experts. Either I don't know. There's a show called Sex with Emily. It's the only sex show I've ever listened to. And sometimes it's just like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is way too much. I'm not ready for this. She talks about like some crazy things. So maybe that's not the right podcast to listen to. Some of it's great. I'm, you know, but listen, I'm happily married. We don't swing. We don't go to sex parties, you know, all these things. They talk about all those things on her show. But there are a couple of episodes. You can find some episodes where, you know, they also really normalize all of these questions. And if it's something you're struggling with, that might be a great show to listen to. And again, ladies, I, I highly recommend that book, Come As You Are. It's awesome. Thank you for recommending it to me, Erin Woodbury. This one I wasn't going to answer, but a whole bunch of people asked it. Oh, wait, let me ask this one. It's a quick one. Brett, how did you feel about Shaleen downsizing her breasts? You were way more worried about it. I wasn't worried about it. I was a little worried that you might not find I'm not worried about it at all. And they, they look great. And you love them. Yep. You, you've been, he's been telling me that yep. all along. Like, oh my gosh, I love it. So I don't know if you really mean that, but I they feel do. Like you do. I do. Okay, then this is one for me. And quite a few people ask this question. Jeez, it's awfully... Oh, I can't answer it. I'm going to answer them personally on Instagram. What is it? What they ask? Show me the question. Okay. Show me the question before you read it. Okay. They asked if we have sex when I'm having my period. Is that too personal? No, go ahead. Okay, fine. I mean, it's all normal, right? It's just a human bodily function. And I'm you know, kind of excited to be held in my 52, mm-hmm. 52. And I still get my period. It's a little wonky right now. Like I, I went like two months without it. So I was like, huh, what's this? But I don't have any hot flashes. I don't have any vaginal dryness. I don't have any of those symptoms. And I think that's because I carefully monitor my hormones. I take supplements to monitor my hormones that just keep everything in check. I take myself again. Those are supplements. I'll put those as a link in the show notes because people always ask about that. If you're not perimenopausal, you want to take the Happy Healthy supplements. And these are your vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K, your phytonutrients, your omegas, your magnesium, so many things that you need for bone density and for balancing your hormones. So I take those, that helps. And then I also have my hormone levels regularly tested. So I take a progesterone. I take a low dose of testosterone. I take a low dose of estrogen just to keep everything balanced. And so because of that, my sex drive is high. Because of that, I don't have hot flashes. I don't have vaginal dryness. I don't have any of the things that, you know, a lot of women experience as they get older that makes them have a lower sex drive. I don't have that. So that's another reason why I really do think it's important that you keep your hormones in balance. And then, so with regard to still getting my period on occasion, yeah, if I'm having heavy bleeding and cramping, heck no, no way. I just want a heating pad on my stomach and, you know, stay away. But if it's, you know, if my period lasts for like 
whatever, four or five days and the last couple of days it's light. Yeah. No big deal. Right? Correct. <laughs> okay. So I just can't believe what? everybody got, had free reign to ask everything. And all they did was come up with sex questions. Majority well, apparently, it's a hot topic. Apparently it's a hot topic. And you know what? They see how happy we are together and they probably assume that has something to do with it. And it probably does. Yeah, for sure. When our kids were younger and I was super busy and tired as a mom, especially when they were like really young. And if you were in a bad mood, I knew like no matter how tired I am, we are having sex tonight because I could see how much happier you were. Like your mood would immediately change. Plus I could ask for anything I wanted. You asked last night for something. You're like, I could, I could ask you. You're anything. right. I can't remember what I asked for, but like we were just starting to mess around, and I said, "Hey, can I?" That was intentional. Oh no, you said let's go work out tomorrow. Oh yeah, I said, can we go for a, a beach walk? Yeah. And can we work out together? And I said, I bet I could ask you for a lot of things right now. Yeah. And you said you could ask me for just about anything. <laughs> Anyways, we'll end it there. We'll end it there. Thanks for asking these super personal questions. I hope you enjoyed this. And I love you. I mean it. And we'll talk to you soon.